I'm Malcolm Parlett, and welcome to this short introduction to whole intelligence in the COVID and post-COVID eras, and the implications for humanity regarding the global heating and sustainability crises. Over the last months of fighting the coronavirus pandemic, we've seen familiar patterns cracking apart and people thinking afresh. Many don't want to go back to how things were before. They want changes in the national conversation and attention to return to the greater crises of climate heating and ecological sustainability. A key question arises. What can we learn as a global community from the pandemic crisis that may help us to address these other huge challenges that we face? At every level of human system, from governments to individual families, we've witnessed a whole spectrum of responses. They go from adaptability, clear thinking, commitment and courage at one end of the spectrum, to panicked responses, muddle, denial and defensiveness at the other end. Focusing on the other crises, what could make for greater emergence of the inspiring qualities at one end of the spectrum and decrease the chances of the others coming to dominate? A small group of psychologists and organisational consultants who've been working with me on ideas from my book Future Sense, have been looking at what's been revealed regarding human strengths and limitations. In particular, we focused on five humanity-wide capacities or capabilities that taken together represent what we call whole intelligence, which is a much wider view of intelligence than merely being clever intellectually or scoring a high IQ. We believe these five capabilities, which I'm focusing on today in this talk, need to be better known, given that they can be taken for granted and overlooked as resources which humanity desperately needs in facing the other challenges. These capabilities or human capacities, represent potentialities, possible human strengths, and I'll name and describe each of them briefly. The first of the five, responding to the situation, underlines that we are an adaptable animal and that we have a long-evolved ability to handle obstacles and challenges. As human beings, we can assess what needs to happen in a given situation. We can draw on expertise, gather relevant data and act with agency and urgency when we really need to. Human beings and organisations can do this more or less skillfully, as we've witnessed. But we do have this potential resource available. And there are well-known practical truths linked to how we respond. Thus, one-size-fits-all thinking is not generally a wise way to respond to situations, given that they're always unique and they need our flexibility. Similarly, top-down direction may sometimes be necessary to adhere to, but it can also deter people from taking initiatives 
or picking up local responsibility. Similarly, we've seen that when power is shared and transparency is the norm, trust and commitment visibly strengthen. Obviously, the ways in which governments and humanity at large respond to difficult situations will vary enormously. But there's no question that human beings have the capacity to respond and learn to do well, reaching levels of best practice. Much of the medical critical care throughout the pandemic has reached such levels. A second capacity we have to interrelate with other human beings underlines that at root we are communal animals. We're gifted in sharing, collaborating and interacting in a whole range of ways, including reading other people accurately. You only had to think about how, in walking down the street, by and large, we don't bump into people. We are automatically adapting to others' movements and intentions. Organisations can almost be defined as forms for people interrelating. I think, too, that we can all see that if human beings act as mature grown-ups, we can transcend differences, find areas of commonality with strangers, cooperate with others and learn to respect differences, even if we need organisations like Black Lives Matter to remind us of what's possible and necessary and that lies within our range of capability. The third capacity which we share, experimenting, rests on us juggling our needs both for familiarity, staying with what is known, safe and predictable, and also for encountering novelty, stepping into the unknown with elements of uncertainty, danger or surprise. In fact, we frequently derive huge enjoyment through balancing these two priorities, for instance in playing games and being excited by the uncertainties that occur within the game, the latter acting as the known context. International crises are not games and the stakes are far higher, but our ability to engage with uncertainties while grounding ourselves in the known structures we've created is an immense human resource. Artists of all kinds demonstrate this stepping to the edge of the known and then going a little further. All crises call for human artistry. The fourth capability or human capacity we have is to be embodied. Neuroscience confirms that despite a lot of previous dubious philosophy to the contrary, Thinking and feeling are not separate human activities, but intertwine continuously. Using our intellect and what we sense or feel in our bodies arrive together. Ideas, for instance, are not emotionally neutral, but come with varying degrees of enthusiasm, fear or other emotional tones. Becoming more embodied helps to dismantle the divorce of mind from body, this separation of thinking from feeling and separation of concepts from actual living. 
it opens us more freely to bring our values into what we talk about. Values having both a thinking and feeling aspect. Becoming more embodied reinforces our understanding of how human beings experience their world. Ultimately, we are whole and not divided. And in every crisis, this capacity to stay integrated, to act as whole beings, is an advantage, thinking with feeling, and neither getting lost in our emotions or pretending we don't have any. A fifth capacity that human beings have is that we can self-recognise, that is, can tune into our states of being in the moment, reflect on our day or the change of direction we need to take, realise what our strengths are, and even, paradoxically, get to know our blind spots, and we all have them. We have this capability to be reflective, self-correcting animals with distinct narratives, able to learn, discover who we are, and to develop or change our manner of being in the world. And this capacity, like the four others, is inbuilt as a basic potentiality of every human being, whether or not they appear to manifest this or that ability in practice. The capacity for reflexivity has a parallel in organisations such as governments or businesses. They do better if they look honestly at themselves and notice what they're doing and how they can do it better. In considering the five capabilities together, one can see how they constitute types of practical human strength with which we can approach the crises we now face as a species with confidence and understanding. Our view is that these five capacities suggest that humanity is fit for purpose, that we have whole intelligence available. But, like plants, these qualities or abilities need tending. They don't grow and manifest without instituting the right conditions to help bring them forth. They need attention, education, role models. They need to be seen as important and relevant and worth encouraging. Thus, as human beings alive at this point in history, There's no question that we need to respond to the global situation posed by the planet's heating and the huge destruction which, as a species, we have wrought on the biosphere. And to respond at all adequately, we desperately need to collaborate on a scale which is totally unprecedented. We have to create a whole world community. We also need to experiment with a multitude of ecological, economic, political and technological initiatives. And we need to galvanise people's responses at a level that is soulful and deeply felt, as well as rationally understood. Finally, we need to be accomplished at every level of system in stepping back and looking hard at what needs doing next and how we can best contribute to making it happen.
we need together to know ourselves, given that, as Greta Thunberg points out, humanity in large measure is doing nothing. It all seems too much, too difficult, too impossible to solve. Yet, with these five critically important human capacities we share, forming a whole reservoir of hidden resource, what seems impossible can be simply redefined as a very great challenge. Moreover, these natural capabilities, which we already have at least to some extent, can be cultivated, practised and modelled widely. They can generate sensibility, resourcefulness, courage, confidence and collective determination that something can be done and must be done. And these realisations can themselves become contagious, like a very healthy and insightful virus that can spread at any distance between us. Thank you for listening to this. The ideas are more fully described in my book Future Sense, Five Explorations of Whole Intelligence for a World That's Waking Up, and in further instalments, talks and podcasts on this channel. <laughs>